You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. <sighs> Man, I need something uplifting, Fabrizio. Give me something good. What can we do? Ooh, good idea, good idea. This episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Give me some good music, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save the Children believes that every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results for millions. I said millions of children, including those hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children every day and in times of crisis. Now, coronavirus. It's the biggest health crisis of our lifetime, and it threatens children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. And guess what? Child poverty, it is rising. With your support, they can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. There are so many ways you can help. Check the show notes for links and a list of ways you can help. Visit savethechildren.org slash save kids and let's do some good. Fabrizio, cut the music. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Woo! Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to the launch cast. Goosies, still got him. Episode 127 entitled How to Be a Human Being Part 1. It's the protest series. We're going to get into that in a minute. But of course, first things first, it's the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, bringing you your favorite, favorite podcast on the planet right now as the beat drops. Into the black hole. Just got that transition off in time. What's happening, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the LaunchCast. This is a good one today. This is a good one because this is part one of the protest series entitled How to Be a Human Being. Let me explain to you what's going to be going on over the coming weeks. I want to thank you, first of all, for opening your minds and listening right now, because this show is about leadership. This show is about leadership, and sometimes in leadership, you have to stand up. You have to stand up and make your voice be heard, even when it's uncomfortable for others. And that's a difficult thing to do as a leader, as a thought leader, as a business owner. It is so difficult to do that, but it is so necessary. And so I'm going to get into today what the last couple of weeks have been like here. 
in my area, in my home, within my tribe. I'm going to talk about that a lot. And we're going to get into what's going to happen over the coming weeks. So let's start there. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be hosting what is called the protest series. And this is part one. Part two will evolve into a small panel. And the coming weeks will have multiple small panels where we have leaders showing up to the launch cast to discuss their feelings on what is happening right now. What am I hoping comes from this? I want people to listen, to open their hearts, to open their ears, and listen to the thoughts, the experiences, the ideas and opinions of others. That's what I want from this. When we listen, when we are open to the experiences of others, when we put aside our own agendas, when we put aside our own opinions, and we at least sit and listen to others, let me tell you the magic that happens there. Sometimes, believe it or not, sometimes your heart can be changed. Sometimes you sit and listen to an experience that you had no idea ever happened to somebody and you go, wow, I, I, I had no idea this was going on, right? And so when we sit and listen to each other, when we accept that somebody else's truth, even though it may not be our truth, is out there and it is happening, that's when progress starts to happen. Because what is the progress roadblock? The progress roadblock is us and our opinions as human beings. That's the big progress roadblock. There are so many opinions happening right now. Um, it's scary. I don't want to use any other words except scary. Now, what is this series going to be like? Well, for me, George is going to be the moderator of this series. I have an agenda in terms of the questions I want answered, and it will allow people to share their experiences and hopefully do the right fucking thing, man. You know, I hate to come into this with the preconception of what the right thing is because I do. I, I'm coming into this biased. But, man, do we need the right thing to happen right now. And so I'm going to get to why I'm doing this in a minute. But that's what this panel is going to look like. Every week for the next few weeks, we will have individuals who are intimately affected or involved right now in what's going on since the murder of George Floyd. Individuals that have gotten involved, that have been emotionally affected, individuals that have strong opinions one way or another. We're going to bring a lot of opinions to the table. And it's up to you as the audience to take all this information, to listen to everything being said. And by the way, as the moderator, I will not come at this 
from a perspective that I am trying to push a specific agenda, but I will be upfront in sharing how I feel. And that's today. Today being part one of this series, this is my only opportunity to share with you guys how I'm feeling right now. Because once I get into that moderator position, I'm just moderating. Okay? It's on the other leaders coming to the table to do their thing once they come on. And so that's what this series is going to look like over a few weeks. Now, why am I getting involved right now? So let me let me get into that for a minute. I'm going to go through a little bit of a timeline here. Last weekend, as tensions were really, really coming to a head following, uh, you know, the events of the murder of George Floyd, which I, I, I think I touched on for a millisecond in uh, episode 126 because I knew that this panel was going to be coming. Um, I was, uh, I got to say, I was shook. Um, unfortunately I was not shook initially over the murder of George Floyd because we've seen this a hundred times before, a million times before it, 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 the fact that that is not shocking at this point in life is sad because we have seen black men abused and treated unfairly for a long time. Black people in general, in this case, being a black man. Now, since that wasn't shocking and alarming to me, although of course the circumstances were shocking and alarming, I don't want to downplay them, but I think you know what I'm trying to say here. The fact that that has become commonplace and is not shocking to us anymore that's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up. And so after processing for a, a bit, I thought about some of my, my very good friends that I was seeing posts going up and, and you know, um, knew that they were affected. I'm not going to name names here, but I knew internally that as a leader a community leader a, a thought leader that i wanted to do something not do something to alleviate my guilt as a white person do something that can help forward progress because as a leader, that is the most important thing to me. But as a leader that's been doing this for a while and, and been a business owner for a while and, and been involved in, in quite a number of things, I know that this is something that I have to think out. I really, really have to think out how to approach something like this, not only so that I can be an effective leader, but so that my messaging is correct the first time. And so I reached out to a few friends, um, a few a few of my black friends that I knew were just emotionally destroyed right now 
And so I reached out to do some, you know, mental, mental health check-ins with them because to me, that's, that's the most important thing in our friendships. And also because I wanted to have some conversations if they were ready and, you know, with a few of them, luckily, you know, they were to a point ready to have those conversations. Um, one in particular, a good friend of mine, we had a re a m multiple conversations about what I can do at this point. Now I can't even tell you the <sighs> uncomfortability of speaking to a person who is just emotionally destroyed in that very moment. And of course, checking on this person to, to make sure they're okay, but at the same time asking them for advisement. I felt really weird doing that. But at the same time, I knew that as a leader, I wanted to hear opinions. I wanted to make sure that I was, that I was hearing how people felt in order to, to guide me uh, in, in what the next step should be. And this conversation was, you know, to a point uncomfortable because, um, you know, I'd rather just say right now, what can I do for you as a friend? How can I make your life better? How can I help you right now? You know, because that's the most important thing to me. But, you know, as a leader, sometimes you have to put that aside and say, how can I help the cause? How can I help the bigger picture here? Because I know he'll be okay. But how can I help the bigger picture? And I had said to this gentleman that I was I was in a confused space right now because as a white male privileged business owner, what can I say right now that's going to affect the narrative? You know? And so I was holding off until I had all that information at hand. Now, in that moment, you know, this was done a lot more thoughtfully than I'm going to say it right now, but I want to get to the point. In that moment, the advice that I got was that as a thought leader, as a community leader with a platform, with a podcast, with a stage, with a business, with followers, my silence in that very moment was irresponsible. Waiting until I was fully, fully prepared to go out and either make a statement or do something or whatever it was that I was gonna do and letting days go by was irresponsible. That's what I got out of that conversation. I also will say that I got more out of that conversation the first thing being is that I heard that my friend came home from work one day and just sat on the couch and cried. Sat on the couch and cried, a grown man. And so we had an even longer conversation that was really thoughtful and I appreciated, you know, the honesty from his side and I hope he appreciated, um, you know, the care I had for him. And I got off the phone knowing that it was time to sort of move forward with something. But again, 
You know, I, I just wasn't clear on what that something would be. I'm not a person that's ever been in the social justice arena by far, you know, um, I'm not scared to, but I've never been in it. And so I know that if I'm going to do it, I need to be prepared. And so I started talking to my social justice friends, multiple and had great talks and arguments and conversations and debates and learned a lot in a very short period of time. Learned a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Now, I started feeling more prepared for the task at hand, and it started to get clearer, not only because I knew that I had this platform of the podcast to do something like this, but because I was watching what was going on on social media. And on social media, I'm watching friends that I've known for years fighting to the death. I've heard some ignorant stuff. I've heard a lot of name calling. I've heard stuff that is hurting my soul. You know, it's the only way I can say it. And by the way, guys, I want to, I want to just interrupt this broadcast for a second to say that when I tell you that I'm hurting or I'm feeling bad, I'm confused. I, 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 I'm not saying this as the martyr, right? Far be it from me to do something like that in this instance. I'm just telling you how I feel because this is my show. In the grand scheme of things, I am just another human being that's trying to make a difference. So when I speak about my experiences, it's just because I experienced them. Okay, I want to make that clear that the importance right now is on this movement and how we handle this movement. And so I'm watching friends just destroy each other and, and it it saddens me to the to the deepest level. And I've had private conversations with so many people in the know. Um, you know, like I said, social justice, government related, policy related, um, uh, regular everyday people who are affected white friends that had no idea what the term privilege means black friends who are harassed on the daily, on the weekly, on the monthly by not just police, but, but others. Some youth that hasn't experienced any of this, but maybe experiencing it one day, other youth that have experienced it already. I heard a poem from a 15-year-old girl, a spoken word poem that rocked me to my core. I wanted to play it today, but I didn't get that permission yet. And because the it was from a 15-year-old, I want to make sure that I have that permission. And so I'd love to play that next week um, once I reach out. Rocked me to my core. You know, a 15-year-old that should have been resting for school and on a Sunday night put together this incredible spoken word poem like shit, man, stuff that shouldn't be happening, you know? And then here's the crazy part about all this. I'm just being weighed down all week with just all this negativity happening. And the first crazy thing is like, 
what's our natural reaction as human beings, right? We want to get out of it. I want to, I want to watch, you know, a funny movie. I want to watch a stand up comedy show, laugh my night away and just forget about all this. That's normally right. I didn't want to this time around. And not that I want to wallow in misery. I just don't want to look away anymore. You know, I don't want to look away anymore. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach in this guys. Cause that's, it's not what I do ever, but this is just too fucking important, man. You know? And so in speaking to one of my social justice friends, it kind of put a lot in perspective when, when you jump into social justice, especially with, with people who are like educated in social justice and philosophy and, and psychology and stuff. Um, once you start looking at the academic side of social justice, it really puts you in a tailspin for those that have done this. I, I know you can understand me. It really puts you in a tailspin because you get to this point where like psychologically, morally, ethically, you try and make decisions and you can't ever come up with the right decision. And that was very telling for me because I was starting to drive myself insane with what the right thing to do was on this panel in my statement, right? Like anybody gives a shit what George Andriopoulos has to say in a public statement. But you know what? I have a platform, so I have to make one. I don't care if one person heard it or a thousand people or a million people. I have a public platform. I own a business. I want people to know how I feel. That's it. Bottom line. That's my decision. And those that choose to be neutral right now, that's their decision. It's not my place in this world right now to spend time with negativity or neutrality. It's time for me to spend my energy on forward progress or as much as I can help with it. And so where everything kind of came full circle for me was when I was having one of these conversations with one of my social justice buddies, the conversation came to a place where it was like, George, you got to stop driving yourself crazy, man, because guess what's going to happen? This is going to be nuts for the next three months. And then in three months, it's going to start calming down. And then in six months, most people who care right now are going to forget this ever happened and go back to their regular everyday lives. And then in a year, the next thing is going to happen. The next thing that everybody is up in an uproar about. And you know why? Because this is a cycle that has happened throughout all time. Now, I think that was meant to calm me a little and just stop my tailspin. And, and to a degree it did, but at the same time, it saddened me because where is forward progress going to come if that's the case? Now, I don't think the conversation was meant to go in a direction where we were going to have another incident exactly like this in a year. I think it was, there's going to be another thing, not necessarily a, an unjust black death. Maybe it's, um, you know, a, a me too, 
uh, movement or, or something else, anything else, right? I think we're just shifting to the next social justice movement. And so I think while we're in this right now, while we have everybody's attention, I have never seen a time period where something like this has happened where you had the undivided attention of everybody out there that is being hurt within the problem and everybody that's part of the problem. No matter how people feel about it, they're all paying attention right now. And so now is the time to change some minds. Now is the time to make some progress. And so who is going to do that? Who is going to step up and be that voice right now? Somebody has to do it. And if you're out there listening as an aspiring leader and you're thinking it can't be me, it's not going to be me, why would it be me? Why the fuck not? Why wouldn't it be you? Stand up right now and do something. That's what I'm imploring you to do. Look, I know after years of getting involved in as much as I can get involved in, I know where I stand in this right now. I know that I'm going to kick off some things with my business that will speak volumes on my opinion on what's going on right now. I know I'm going to start this series in, in the launch cast. I know that when I have my TEDx Farmingdale event in October that I'm executive producing, I know I will pay homage to this in many ways by not only including speakers that will kick some major ass, but by also bringing forth to the conversation, to my stage, the importance of this. I will teach my children the right thing as I have always done in this. And that's where I stand right now. That's what I can do right now. If I was a public official, man, would I be driving home some policy changes right now that are really being talked about. But I'm not. So I know where I stand right now in this. But what if you're the person that could really create a change? So I'm going to give you the advice that I was given. If you feel this strongly about this specific issue and you want to say something but feel like your voice wouldn't matter, that's irresponsible. I learned a lot about neutrality this week. That's not neutrality. That's complacency. That's non-belief in what you can do. Neutrality is the person that chooses to be neutral at this very moment. And that's okay if that's what they choose. But the person that cares so much about this but doesn't think that their voice would matter, that's irresponsible. Get up and say what you have to say through the proper channels.
I'm trying to inspire right now the next person that could make a huge difference. That's what this is about. That's what this series is going to be about, the protest series, the How to Be a Human Being series. The leaders that are going to come speak on these panels, that's what they're trying to inspire too. And you'll have the negative ones that are trying to inspire the opposite, the hate. The continuation of the same old shit. That's not what we want. We want change, but we want it the right way. Time to pay some bills. Who's next, Fabrizio? Ladder. Yeah. Hit that gym music, buddy. Yeah, it's good. This episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James, the man himself, and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way that supplements are made. They worked with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products, and unlike other supplements, every single batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, even before they approached me about a sponsorship, I use Ladder. I'm in the middle of a fast right now, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting all of my vitamins daily, and I started drinking their superfood green drink, and it is incredible. You have to try it. Hopefully, I could ball like LBJ after this is done, too. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use code better every day for 30% off of everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's better every day for 30% off at ladder.sport. Drink up, guys. And so through these conversations this week, I have learned so much, and I finally have a clear head about this. And the first thing I did when I made a statement is I apologized because it wasn't that long, but I think it was about five days later than I should have actually come out and started to say something because I do feel strongly about this. And so I'll do that again here. I apologize for not getting on the mic sooner, but I'm here now and I'm an ally and I will do what I can within my own power. That's that's paramount right now. To my friends affected by this, I am here for you always. And I want you to know that I'm fighting for not only what you believe in, but what I believe in. And I want you to know that I'm raising human beings in my house that I hope will never even have to to live in a world like this. Now, I think that's very naive, but I know that whether we're sheltering them, putting them in a bubble, that my kids don't have no clue that a color difference is anything more than just a color difference. And that's it. Those my age, we were raised in a different way. 
You were raised a different way from people that were raised in a different way. And those people were raised in a different way. And so I feel like this is the first time, this generation is the first time where we can honestly attempt to raise children in a way that in a, in a manner that knows no hate. It's naive, but it's the goal. You can call me naive all you want, but it's what we're trying to do in this house. And I know so many people that are trying to do the same thing. That's what I can do. These are the few small things that I can do in this world. If I find a space where my voice can be louder, can be more effective, I I promise you that I will always step up. Always, no matter what. Nothing stands in front of my principles. Nothing. So I want my friends in the struggle right now to understand that. I want my followers in the struggle to understand it. I want my followers that are privileged, just like me, to understand that. And I want to reiterate, because I had a lot of conversations around the word privilege this week. I had a philosophical talk about privilege. I had a social justice talk about privilege. I had every talk about privilege. The one thing that I have seen that has caused so many arguments this week has been that word privilege. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. White people who take offense to that word need to do some research and come to an understanding of what that means. That is not meant to be an offensive word. That's not meant to be a dirty word or a bad word. It's a fact of society. Once we can understand that and learn how to use that to better the situation, that's when we will make progress. I'm not calling people out on this. That's not what this is about. This is about understanding that we need to open our minds. I hate getting on the soapbox, guys. That's not what this show is about. You know that. You know that. But damn it, as a leader, it's irresponsible for me to not get on the soapbox right now. I will only get on the soapbox for what I am convicted in my heart, so convicted of knowing is right. That's the only time I will ever get on a soapbox. And right now is a time that we can make some change. And it, all we have to do is start to just open our ears a little bit. Understand what certain little dirty words mean. Words that we thought were dirty. I'll admit that before I got into some of these conversations, I didn't understand the connotation of privilege before. Now, I'm not going to do that here. 
We may get into that in the series when so, some of our social justice people are here. Um, you want to have a private conversation with me? Reach out. I'm accessible. I'm always here. I'll tell you what I learned in the last few days and the last few years about what privilege means and how we can use that to better the situation. The other thing I've seen is the extreme talk, the talk of extremes. It's either black or white, no pun intended here. And people don't understand the gray area. And that's where the other problem has been. It's it's There's so much miscommunication, but I don't want to be naive either because it's miscommunication that's willful sometimes, and it's miscommunication that is based on systemic issues, right? It's, it's a fact of reality. When you're raised in a certain way and raised with certain beliefs and certain like facts, quote unquote, that are ingrained into our brains why wouldn't we argue them i get it i totally totally get it i don't agree with it but i get it because there was a time and place where i would have argued this as well too but i've educated myself very much so and so these extremes have been like fuck they've been like insanely obvious especially on social media the one extreme the 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 paramount one is surrounding black lives matter because somebody says black lives matter it doesn't mean that all lives don't matter And so in order to respect a movement right now, today, that is so important, you do not have to turn around and say, nope, all lives matter or blue lives matter, right? Which is a whole other conversation. Understand what this means in this very moment. I'm going to give this to you in, in the dumbest, most simple example. But it's like, let's say today is your daughter's birthday. And you're like, oh, you know, happy birthday, little Susie. It's Susie's birthday, everybody. Look how important Susie's birthday is. Happy birthday, Susie, is the most important thing right now. And it's Susie's day. So, of course, it's it's a day to wish Susie a happy birthday. Now, imagine your friend coming over. And going, well, it was my son Jacob's birthday last week. And so, happy birthday, Jacob, too. And then you're like, yeah, we're talking about Susie right now. We're not talking about Jacob. Susie's birthday is today. But it's Jacob's birthday last week, and so it doesn't have to be all about Susie. Well, today, it it does have to be about Susie because it's Susie's birthday, right? I know that's such a shitty example, but it's, I think something like this has to be simplified so people can fucking understand what it means. Today, right now, in this movement, it is important that we recognize and call out and say out loud 
the issue at hand. Say it out loud. Put it out into the earth. Negating it, it's just wrong. Imagine somebody doing that to you over the most important theme in your life. And somebody just walking up to you and negating it. How the fuck would you feel about that? Like, does this, is this getting through to you guys? Like, do you understand this yet? The other extreme is the stuff with the police. First of all, to say Blue Lives Matter in that situation, again, is... is the same thing, right? And and know that I know so many good, good police officers, great police police officers. But the fact is we've heard a lot of stuff going on from either untrained, unprofessional, or or bigoted police officers. Okay? And so I will say right now. On the other side of the argument that I don't want to denounce police like some people have been doing, but we need to call out what's going on, of course. And I think deep down, I don't think anybody really wants to denounce all police. I could be wrong about that, but this is now, guys, this is my opinion right now. So I'm going to, I'm okay with saying it because I'm entitled to say it. It's my privilege to say it actually. And I admit that, okay? I'm not going to denounce all police because of ones that are horrible, but there's a systemic problem within the system that has to be fixed, and we, we have to open our eyes to know that that exists too. And so this extreme is the whole, it's all police or none, because that's not the case, at least in my book it's not. It's not all police or none. So for the ones that say none and the ones that say all, I don't think either of you are are in the right. And it's my right to say that. But there's a systemic problem that we need to fix, that they need to fix. And it has to be addressed through policy first. Things have to change the way arrests are handled have to, has to change. The way force is used has to change. This is how I feel. And I'm just a guy with a platform, with a voice that's saying it out loud. I never knew early. I don't want to say I never knew. Early on, I didn't know that I had a weapon in this. And that I would be doing something like this. But I forgot about this thing. For those that can see. And for those that don't, I'm lifting up my microphone. That's my weapon in this. After I finish saying this and produce it and post it. It will have been seen in 36 countries. Another, what's our average now? 1,500 listeners an episode, something like that, are going to have heard this. Hopefully it spreads even more. 
have to use my platform as a leader, as do you if you feel this strongly about it. Remember that your voice matters. We need to fast forward what this show is trying to do. I've called it out a million times. The show is about you hearing unconventional journeys of leaders. Hearing those journeys, paralleling them, and realizing that you guys could be those leaders too. Excuse me while I take a sip of my water. I've been talking a lot. That's what this show is about. And so let's fast forward that a little right now to realize without the story, hey, you're a leader. If you have something to say and people listen to you, you're a leader. Handle your shit the right way. Get up and say something and do something good. And that's what we're going to be trying to do over the coming weeks with this issue. If anybody feels I can help in a different way, reach out. I'm always willing. I am here. This is what I am about. Reach out to me at Launchpad CEO. Shoot me a DM, whatever. And let's talk. If you don't agree with this, or me using my platform for this. Stroll on by, guys. This isn't your stop. Get off at the next stop. If you feel strongly enough in any other ways, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> because I don't care. Because this is how I feel, and this is how I am trying to shake some shit up. I will say that I I I'm I wish I, I let me let me restart this. I was told by a very peaceful man in regards to the rioting that violence is not the answer and this is a person that is a man of peace and somebody I've always seen be calm and peaceful and 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 um a gentleman and said violence is not the way and I don't condone violence as as a way of getting a message across but that if you don't understand the anger that some people have and the fact that they don't know how to channel it then that's a problem and so that taught me a little bit of a lesson but I will say right now I'm okay with saying that I don't want to see the the violence I understand the anger, I do. Third person, I do. I could never be in the shoes of, you know, a black man that has experienced this, of course. So I'll give you that respect in, in saying that. But, of course, I want to see things change in peaceful ways. And that also means black people not being abused in situations like these. And that also means looting and rioting and all of it we can do better all of us we have to try though we have to try this is this little tiny podcast is going to be a drop in the puddle it's going to be a fleck in the grand scheme of things might not make any difference i might be a broken record right now i sure hope not man because i don't do things to not be heard you know what i mean I do things to shake shit up and, and to try and affect some change. And so if even one person can be inspired to stand up and become 
the next great human to start a movement, fuck yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Um, so this is why I do this all. This is why I've been doing this all. And this is how I feel. And I'm convicted in my feelings right now. And so I'm going to say something. Now I do want to shout some stuff out. You know, I'm a, I'm a hometown boy. And my work is always going to start in my hometown. And so I want to shout out, um, even though my area here, Long Island, New York, has been doing some atrocious stuff over the last uh, few days, uh, man, I see some light. I see some light. Sunday, June 7th, today, the day of this recording, was a peaceful protest, Farmingdale for Floyd, that was organized by three. I, I need to fact check this afterwards. I did my fact checking, and I'm pretty sure I'm right here, but just in case I'm wrong, I will correct next week. Um, three individuals, Sandra Costanzo, Malik Silal, I hope I'm saying that right, and Jasmine Rashid. Three individuals, Farmingdale alumni, all of them, organized this peaceful protest in the right way. Permits, the whole deal. Have been nothing but transparent from everything that I've heard working with the community. They marched. I saw a video of this. Man, I couldn't make it, but I wish I was there. I, I'm, I'm actually heartbroken that I couldn't be there. It was a meeting. It was a march. It was safe. It was socially distant. It was planned well. It was unified. And it culminated with some public speaking. Oh, man, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. I can't wait to hear more about this. Uh, people from the district were involved. Fuck, man. I love this kind of stuff. I love when people stand up. And so I want to commend those three who I, I hope I get a chance to talk to. Because, man... Like, to see the youth standing up, I feel like an old man saying that but because I'm only 40, but, man, I, I graduated from that school 23 years ago, and I'm so proud to see people from that school standing up. I've heard in recent days that people had very different experiences in that school than I did, and it saddens me to hear it. It saddens me so much because I love this place so much. And um, my hope is that that's, that's changed, uh, you know, at least to a degree. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident in leadership and, I, and I, I, I do think that there have been major changes there in, in recent years, but I can't speak to that. But to see the youth standing up and doing something like this, man, it makes my heart so full. And so I can't wait to hear more about it, um, you know, to be able to support in any way that I can. I do have something I'm cooking up besides the panels locally as a business owner that I want to do. And so I'll make that announcement as we get closer. Um, you know, I want to, I want to, Shout out people that have been active on social media speaking. You know, um, I don't like the fighting, but I love the the voices 
the fighting makes my heart hurt and and um I, i'm hoping that there's a a day that we can get past all that but i i understand it i do i really get it um but now's the time for all of us to open our ears and really be cognizant of each other and and listen to what we need from each other and how we can change together it's my deal that's my deal. I hope I made sense today. These cases, and the last thing I'll say is these cases are, they're a tough thing to stand up in front of people and have an opinion about, right? We're talking about a black man that was murdered in front of a bunch of people, in front of a bunch of police officers. We're talking about multiple people that this has happened to the names that I heard in, in, in these protests were like endless, the, the, the videos that I've been watching. Um, and we will call out all of those names as these episodes come up, by the way. Um, today I'm only prepared to speak on what's going to come and about my thoughts today, because this is, like I said, my only chance to get my thoughts out on this because I want to give that stage to other people because they deserve it. And so I want to say that I know this is hard. This is hard for me, you know, to get up here and do this. I don't get political in my business. I don't uh, do any of that kind of stuff. I don't um, because I have a very, I have a boundary there with that kind of stuff. But this isn't political here. This isn't just political. This is like much more than that. This is humanity. We need to stand up right now. And so I know this can be hard. And and something I've learned this week is you're never going to say the right thing. Be prepared. Be educated. Understand your own thoughts clearly and concisely. Consider the other side of the argument first. That's the most important thing. Be your own devil's advocate. I mean, I talk about this at, like ad nauseum in my own company. We don't do something unless we vet it internally first, right? I'm not talking about statements like this. I'm talking about ideas. Come up with a good idea? Cool. Now, let's disprove the idea first. And if we can't disprove it, then it's a good idea, right? And so it's the same thing in speaking publicly about something. Vet it first. Understand it fully. But don't take too long because time is of the essence, especially in something like this right now. That's something I learned this week. You're never going to say it 100% right. I, I made a little mini statement the other day, a little five, six-minute deal that I released, and I realized that my tone in a couple of spots was off. Then I knew what I was thinking in my own head, but watching it back, I'm going like, shit, you know, maybe that came off. I had an argument about privilege uh, that day. Totally unrelated to this, by the way. Um, and I said in my statement, when I said the word privilege, I go, oh, that's a word everybody loves throwing around. And I, I meant it in terms of the argument I had had earlier in my head. And then when I watched it back, I was like, oh, fuck. How, how is that going to come off now? How is that going to play right now? And so, you know, guys, this is, this is, uh, this is something that we need to speak on if we feel strongly about it, plain and simple.
You're not going to get it right the first time, but if you keep working at it, we know what's going on in your head. We know what you're trying to say. And so just stand up and do something. That's my soapbox for today, kids. I hope you enjoyed it, although it wasn't one of our fun episodes and they probably aren't going to be super fun for the next couple of weeks, but they're necessary and that's all that matters right now. So I want to thank you for listening. That's all I care about today. I just care that you listened and you were open-minded today enough to finish this episode. Let's take that into our own lives with others. Let's shake some shit up together. See you next week, guys. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at LaunchpadCEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.